six-pack double feature. Two friends, two movies, two mics, and too much beer. This week, the guys can't get enough of Tom Hanks yelling. It's Dragnet 87 and the Birds, today on Six Pack Double Feature. Dragnet. The story you are about to see this summer is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. For instance, Dan Aykroyd. Ma'am. Is Sergeant Joe Friday. Tom Hanks is Detective Pep Strebeck. I'm your new partner. There's a dress code for detectives in robbery homicide. Section 3-605.10.20.22.24.70.80. My name's Friday. Take a lot of kidding about that? Almost never. You know the kinds of things that can fall into an industrial sausage press? Not excluding rodent hairs and bug excrement. I hate you, Strebeck. You got a lot of repressed feelings, don't you, Friday? Must be what keeps your hair up. Police officers, ma'am. Why couldn't you have got here before that big, bad, stupid-looking piece of sewage breath stole my white wedding dress? Just the facts, ma'am. We need to ask you a few questions. Their job. You know, Friday, I think we finally found your look. To enforce the laws. This is shaping up to be a little more than just a series of simple robberies. And preserve the safety of decent citizens. Feedback! I found the snake! Sure, this city isn't perfect. We need a smut-free life for all of our citizens. Cleaner streets, better schools, a good hockey team. Dragnet, a new generation of courage. Thank God it's Friday! Just the facts, ma'am. What's up, buddy? Hey! Feels like it's been a while, even though it's only been a week. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Six pack double feature. Yeah, uh, he's Travis and he's Nathan. Yeah, because that's how we say things here. Ass backwards. Because <laughs> when we do it right, it's confusing, it's confusing as hell. As hell. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing Dragnet. Doing Dragnet and the babes. I always mark this down as Dragnet eighty seven because if you do any search for anything that's yeah. not doesn't have nineteen eighty seven linked to it, it's going to try to find one of the thousand the and one thousand episodes. like TV show episodes. <laughs> I didn't realize that this was a... I forgot that Dragnet was a radio drama before it was a black and white television show before it was a six revamped 60s I did not, cop uh, drama show. Hopefully. I did trivia for this okay, one. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I kind of knew that. I kind of knew it was like 50s uh, cop show because it kind of... I definitely knew that. Yeah, and then I knew they redid it for a few years, three or four years. From late 60s into like 70 or 71 the, uh, with Jack Webb. So. The first thing I noticed about this, I mean, I've, okay, first of all. It has a wonderful 80s dance track mix like, for the credits. Ripping off Miami Vice much? I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, I hate, I hate the music. I hate at least the... This is one of those movies I have seen... Make it hip and cool. I have seen this movie easily 30 times. Oh, that's... About 27 more times than me. Um, this movie was on, uh, it was like one of those <clears throat> Friday night, like world premiere right. movies on like our, our Fox affiliate when I was a kid. And first, I don't know what, why I taped it. I had no knowledge of this movie. And I was like 10. You just decided what the hell? And I, I, I don't know if my mom taped it or, or what, but it, it, so I had a tape of it. It mm-hmm. was a TV edit. I easily watched this once a year, which was odd going back through it with a critical eye this time. <laughs> um uh yeah <it's>, because <laughs> if you don't pay attention to it it's great 
Thanks for coming, yeah. guys. <laughs> so we'll, we'll be back, and we're going to talk about the burbs. Yeah. No, it's. No, I still like this movie I can, a lot. I, I can see if you if you hit this movie at the right time period or at the right age, it's very. It can be very funny and nostalgic, and just the, always hold that. And I, that yeah. I can see that's what it holds for you. For some reason, I just don't. I don't ever remember seeing this when it came out. I mean, it came out the same year as. Uh, Spaceballs. I mean, it's '87, so it was that summer. It was a weird. And, it was a weird kind of. Time. And so I'm surprised I didn't see it. I probably would hold this movie. I'm not saying it's bad. I would hold it in a different regard if I had probably seen it at, in '87 and kind of watched it on and off since then. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't. After I, I think I've seen this maybe three times. And it had been a long time since I'd seen it. And then you let me borrow your copy because <laughs> I did not have it, and it's god awful expensive when you try to buy it they either have like a 25 dollar 25 30 dollar like blu-ray special edition i wonder if there's bonus stuff on here there there is on the special edition one i'm probably gonna i'll probably invest in that yeah but the dvd you try to buy just the dvd that's been out for almost 20 years is, is still selling for 15 dollars used in wonder places. why and it's just crazy i mean i'm wondering if there's not a lot of Maybe there hadn't been a lot of prints of it or something. I don't know. Sheer star power. <laughs> Sheer star power. I, I have down in my notes. Evidently, I taped it off of TV uh, because I tried to edit the commercials out by hitting pause while it was recording. So there's How'd a that lot. go? I fucked up a lot. <laughs> I had to wait for it to broadcast again because I missed Well, the lot. entire first like opening right. uh, is not there. <laughs> it, it starts with... Uh, the dance music. Yeah. Se- yeah. The- yeah. Um, it kind of moved around the emblem of the, of the, the kind of like Batman did yeah. around the and, emblem, um, around the uh, sig- um, symbol. Uh, of. What's the monkey movie that Tim Burton did? Planet of the Apes. It did that too. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I like that. I, I don't, don't even hate the music, to be honest I, with you. Have you have you heard that video? <laughs> dragnet, Dragnet. <laughs> Their job to enforce, enforce, enforce the laws. It's stupid, <laughs> but I don't hate it. You know the you've seen the video, I'm sure. The <sighs> crime city, a city of crime, or the song at the end is really stupid. Oh yeah, that that's the one. Yeah, there's I'd... even a video for it too. I may have it saved. We may play it. Uh, is it going to dethrone the Coupe de Ville's as worst song? It's 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 kind of up there. Coupe de Ville's, if you guys don't remember, is John Carpenter's band. <laughs> Sad experiment. I love it. It's the Ron Burgundy version. Band? <laughs> there is a question mark. Is it a band? Because uh, it's it's questionable. That goes way back to season one episode of uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Um, you know what? See that stream at We're Just In Time. We have stumbled into a major crime. They got the girl off. Now that's not nice. I think she is the subject of a sacrifice. Buddy, we're putting this party on ice. But don't you know we really ought to read them their rights? Read them their rights. Read them their rights. <laughs> one, all right. One that's, a, that's, ask, a, that's a that's a that's a that's an easily a contender for as bad as and if we big trouble if, if we'd let that go, uh, uh, we, would, we would lose all of our listeners. Number one. The sad part is we had to listen to that twice because when recording it in, we had a bit of a glitch. And I had to replay it. And then I I started asking myself, man, is there anything Tom Hanks can't do? Yes, sing. Yeah. Uh, Or rap. Yeah. I I, I looked at that and went, hmm, I wonder if he had done this, if he would have done this after he'd been nominated for his first Oscar (laughs) for Big, like a year later. 
<laughs> if he had done Dragnet, oh, we're going to do a music video. Uh, no, we're not. I'm not Dan Aykroyd. He can. He can. Do, Aykroyd he can... does this with every one of his movies. Um, he did a movie called Nothing But Trouble. That oh, I would very much like. We'll actually talk about it a bit later, but I'd like to do that one at some oh point. Oh my god! But he did a. Yeah. He, did, he did a video for it. Uh, he 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 really kind of liked rap music. Um, he didn't do rap music. <laughs> he did. He did. Well, well he no, did. I mean, yeah, yeah, not. He did in this, and then he did in Nothing But Trouble, and he uh, he did in Nothing But Trouble, it was Digital Underground. Read them their rights. That Read was, them their rights. Well, that one was all around the world. But he he was in the video, he was trying to, he, he saw rap as a burgeoning art form, and um, thought, what the hell? I'll, I'll sidle up to it and make it uh, part of my movie, and it'll just be, make it, make my... Uh, more marketable is what he was going for. Yeah, that's obvious. Because <clears throat> uh, that music video, like someone had recorded it off of like Friday night <laughs> on NBC. Yeah. I don't get MTV, but from 11 to 12 or 11.30 to 12.30, they're going to play all the hot music videos. Woo! And that's what this footage was I actually, from. I have this written down as what doesn't work. What this movie considers, quote, rap music is lame and did not age well at all. <laughs> it's a sick drum beat. <laughs> I mean, I could play that. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, I I don't have a lot of like initial first impression notes on this one for some reason. I don't know if it was just nothing was striking for me specifically. This is a long I, movie. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's one of my first impressions. It's an uh, hour forty five. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, hundred and six minutes, so that's about an hour and forty five. Uh, my first note outside of the opening uh, screams dated uh, late eighties dance mix music <laughs> roger rabbit or the running man yeah but my my first spot was I, I get the health nut bit but do you find it odd that that pep ate his fruit with chopsticks i thought it made him cool when i was a is kid. that what it was yeah I, I, I does he is he still cool now i mean he had the hamburger phone sticks he, he did ha have the hamburger phone he, he was supposed to be the cool hip he wouldn't know but it was just devil may care kind of guy he likes so rap he, music. So he carried a, he carried the chopsticks around is my assumption because there's no way that whatever stand that they were at said silverware chopsticks. It's L.A. man. I'll just use my fingers. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm pro environment. Um, which is what he should have done if he was that way. He was the health nut, but I I hope he was always protected because he he was hitting it with two or three different ladies by the end of that movie. Yeah, he get, and then he's. Where's, yeah. where's her underwear at the end? Yeah, that's right. Which I, was, I forgot about that. I thought that made him like a weird sex fiend or whatever. Because <laughs> well, everybody, just be honest. Everybody has at least at one point or another put their girlfriend or their wife's underwear on for comedic effect. There is no way you can go out. I mean, I guess if you got them in your size, you could maybe wear them and be comfortable. But they're constricting and they like ride yeah, up to that. They could. If they're thongs, yeah. I would, uh, I would almost like to see a reboot of this movie. Uh, I was kind of thinking the same in the thing. same in the same vein, but a little more modern. Same like comedic tones. Same comedic tones and because the same the, because we all know that anybody who's anybody who's watched Dragnet, the TV show, was anything but funny. Yes, very that, much. That show was serious as shit. Um, the story is is actually pretty good. Like the actual just the crime yes. story overall, and not to get toward the end, but. Is, Please give me give us your final thoughts so we the, can uh, finish the notes. <laughs> the uh, it's a it's a pretty good mix of. I mean, the comedy's a little. Tom Hanks is a little too Tom Hanks. He does your favorite thing. Yells. He yells. He, yes. I. Think, he does it in the next movie too. Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> At a better effect. I've got. Uh, 
This one was hard to note for me. The, no, I put down here. I said this was a difficult movie to take notes on, but not for my normal reasons of I love this movie so much I would get wrapped up in the story and forget. I just don't. I don't think Care? it's. I don't think it's a strong enough comedy. No, it's not. It's. It has some great scenes, but overall, the the, the, the structure for that comedy Honestly, is a little if, is a little just forced. To, just to skip around on this one, if you get to my magic wand, that's what I would change. I would tone down the comedy by like twenty five, thirty percent, okay, and make it more dramatic. With, not so much. Well, yeah, I well, guess I, if you take comedy out, it's it's, it's drama, but it's just, there's only two faces. Not and not <laughs> either smiling <laughs> or he's sad. Um, I wouldn't make it so much an action movie, but I would make it like a crime drama with some comic tones to it. But I think they had Tom Hanks, and they were really swinging. And you might come into with trivia. I don't know if they had someone else in in mind when they cast it. Uh, I'm not sure. I have to. But when you when we come to the recasting of the, of the leads, you'll I, I I think mine is is pretty good. I've always actually always thought this, but well, you know what? Let's do the wand one as well. Okay, I, I'll have mine down here. I said if you, <laughs> I dial up the comedy aspect and shoot the film in black and white. Uh, making it more like an homage to the original TV show. So you'd make it funnier. I'd make it funnier. Okay, okay. But I'd kind of give it like a young Frankenstein. Like it's. Oh, you'd make it zany comedy. Almost, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe hand the script o- over to like John Landis or Mel Brooks and go see what you can do with this. Yeah. Dial up the comedy and <laughs> take it to eleven. See what where you come in at. That's cool. Because like Landis or Brooks could have. I think I think Landis I think Landis more than I think I think by that point by that point Mel Brooks was well he was in the middle of doing Spaceballs at that time when they were filming this anyway this is really his last good movie yeah yeah because Robin Hood has moments but it's it's, very few I've never seen Life Stinks I'd actually like to watch that he's like a rich guy that loses all his shit I'm not sure if that's a part of my box set if it is maybe I'll bring it over sometime (laughs) yeah yeah I'd like to watch it um I actually have a worst line for this. You do? There could be. I don't know if I put. Can you fathom a guess what it might be? I'm not Thank even. Thank God it's Friday. In the in, it, in yeah in the span of this movie in the zone, it's dumb. It's dumb. It doesn't really stick out yet. But that's it's one of the more rem- memorable things from the movie is him. Yeah. Yelling, Thank God it's Friday. Yeah. It's. I, I don't dig it so much. I love this movie, so it doesn't ruin it for me. Um, I also like that this movie kind of makes Tom Hanks an action star. Just in the smallest sense, you know, with the shot. When do you ever see Tom Hanks with a shotgun or any kind of gun outside of this movie and not the road to perdition? Did he have a gun and, like, catch me if you can as a federal agent? Maybe. Hand ready. Ah, oh, God, that's a great movie. Knock. That was, a, knock. That was the first movie I ever saw on DVD. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. You um, came late to the game. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did. No, I did. I was still I was still railing against DVDs. Cause I can I, tell a joke. I had... <laughs> I had... Started to really beef out my video VHS collection when right. DVDs came out, and I was like, "You mean uh, to tell me I have to buy?" I moved when I moved from California to Tennessee, and how many boxes I had of VHS, and then they shifted to uh, DVD. It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> what? Just just thinking about packing up boxes and boxes of VHS now seems Something horribly I- stupid. They sell for a quarter a pop at McKay's now. They still know? buy them. They oh, st- I'll, they st- I'll take them in. If they well, give me 15 cents, that's 15 cents I didn't have. Yeah. If not, a go. Uh, you can just dump it in that this, bin out there. So Dragnet would imply that it's okay to take a suspect's balls and put them in a drawer and <laughs> bash his cherries. Well, I know there's... I know there's, there's, there's... It's you, me, and this drawer. But he goes, your balls. Was, and your balls and this drawer. Well, they were okay with, you know, 
torturing what? a suspect. <laughs> it's clackers, man. It's still okay. It was still safe. It's it's the eighties. It's all right. Miranda rights don't really <laughs> exist yet, right? Uh, do you? Is it weird that the the guy who didn't say anything from Superman two is Jack O'Halloran, the guy who plays uh, Emil? That's I non- never knew that. Yeah. I Holy always... shit. <laughs> the guy, that's the guy. You just the... blew my mind. <laughs> I can make all kinds of memes. Well, here's the thing, too. When you look at him at first, you think he... Are, is your older brother Jaws from... I did think that. you think Richard like, maybe he was in the same family line as Richard Keel. The nail comes out Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> that's Happy Gilmore, Happy right? Gilmore, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's my older brother. Wow, no, I he never... He was in a James Bond movie. Or two. How did I never notice that? I didn't notice it until I pulled out. I'm like, his face looks awfully familiar. And when I was pulling trivia, that's what I came across is that he was he was non in Superman and Superman two. Although his role was significantly smaller in Superman. I know you did trivia on this, uh-huh. and you may have noticed. I, I, and if I'm stealing one of your trivia, no, it's okay. It's okay. Granny's house. Oh, Burbs. Mm-hmm. Same yeah. street. That's what I I put that down. Actually, I wrote down here, is that Ray Peterson's home that they pull up to when they drop off Connie Swale? It may not have been Ray's, but it was on the same street, Same, Yeah, the back lot there. I I have his granny's house on the same street as Ray Peterson. (laughs) And then you went, is it? And And then I either did some research or I forget how I figured it out. Oh, probably when I did trivia for the Burbs. Because um, I, I, they're both universal movies, so yeah, univer- yeah. universal backlot, yeah. and I thought the same thing. I was like, I don't know if that's Ray Peterson's house, but maybe... That's definitely Mayfield Place. Yeah, it's definitely Mayfield Place. Um, do you have a favorite line uh, or scene? I have two. Uh, I have a favorite. My favorite line is Joe Friday goes, Ah, sure, but just like every other foaming, rabid psycho in this city with a foolproof plan, you've forgotten you're facing the single finest fighting force ever assembled. The Israelis? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, la- I laughed. Like That was probably the best joke in that whole movie. At least for me, that was like the best well-timed line. <laughs> Christopher Plummer is great, man. Yes, he's, he is. He's so good in this. Yeah, that's a, that's a, good, that's a good joke. That's a, that's a good line. I have three. There's one. Three favorite lines? Three favorite lines, okay. yeah. <laughs> this one I paraphrase or say all the time. <clears throat> Every man has a dream to chase. Frank's was at goat farm. <laughs> I guess he knew his partner, you know? Yeah. But like, it just implies that his partner has been talking about buying a goat farm in Ukiah for years. <laughs> he finally says, F- it, I'm done. I'm buying the <laughs> this farm. This city is horrible. Frank won't be virus. coming in today, Joe. 24-hour virus. Or tomorrow. 48-hour virus. <laughs> Frank quit. Bought a goat farm. Moved to Ukiah. Left you this note. It's <laughs> too broken up to talk about it. Said he knew you'd understand. Seen it a time or two. Um, the other one, two, two of the three are uh, two of the three are Friday lines. <clears throat> Only a smut peddler like Jerry Caesar could build a modern day Gomorrah smack dab in the middle of the same city where they recorded "We Are the World." Yeah, he was a wasn't. Oh, he, he was in that. Oh wow, meta. I don't know if I put that in my trivia, but he was a part. He was he. You're dominating the fucking episode today with like you like that like Easter eggs, man. That's a good job. And that's the. I think that's the reason why he said that. That's what because he, he was one of the screenwriters in on this, I believe. No, yeah, he got. Uh, he Ackroyd wanted credit. to do. He got the rights to it, or he wanted to do a, a an homage to it because he just loved Dragnet, mm-hmm. and he. That's why he. <sighs> well, here's the other weird thing. I wonder if 
the reason why they went with Jack O'Halloran to play Emil is, you know, he was in uh, Superman two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Mankiewicz was the director, mm-hmm. yep. and he was—he got—he didn't get a special screenwriting credit, but he got a creative credit for the first Superman. If you have really one and two on DVD, I believe, I believe the first one has a commentary track with. Um, Did you let me borrow Superman two, like the Donner cut? I may have. I, don't I, know. I just I watched it not long ago. Sorry, but no, that's okay. Squirrel. <laughs> Um, Richard Donner and uh, Tom Mankiewicz do uh, an audio commentary track of the first Superman. I would like to watch that. Yeah. And so he was creatively involved in the stru- insisting in the structuring of the film outside now, of Mario. What role, what role did they have in Superman 3? Zero. <laughs> Shooting probably 25% of the movie? No, no. Three is zero. Yeah. I That's right. Two, two is the one. Man. I'm like, wait a second. Okay, I got one last favorite line, and it is from one of the greatest actresses. She Thank God been, it's Friday. She should have been uh, listed on my character actors pick six. Uh, I think you're stealing my favorite scene. You want to play it? Let's play it. 2.15 p.m. We had been advised to follow up on a theft at 8823467 Magnolia Boulevard. At this time of day, it took us 20 minutes to get there. The complainant was the landlady, one Enid Borden. Some pagan cards had been found. you want police officers ma'am about time you pencil dick showed up why couldn't you have got here before that big bad stupid looking piece of sewage breath stole my white wedding dress miss borden sewage breath would be your little nickname for muzz emil muzz hmm not much of an improvement that asswipe also stiffed me for two months rent when his deposit check bounced goddamn puss-faced little pimp stick all that was left in this room was a big box of these things Any idea where this Emil Musk could be right now? Friends, family? Nah, he was alone. Uh, took off in the middle of the night. Useless scum lapping shitbag. Just the facts, ma'am. He leave anything else behind? Yeah, tape deck, which I had to sell to make up for the lost rent. So there's nothing you can do about it, you slimy little jizz bucket. Yes, ma'am, although I should point out to you that technically you could be cited for swearing at us like that. Says who, flathead? Says the California Penal Code, Section 314.1, covering obscene live conduct in public. Good enough for you, lady? And magazines and papers were his down in the trash. No checks of money, I looked. I should have thrown it all in the river the day he left, but unlike some people, I have a heart, goddammit. That miserable little bag of puke. I think we're finished here, don't you, Detective Streeback? <laughs> Yeah, that was the one I was going to say. I had a feeling that's where you were going. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Well, let's just play the clip. Yeah. Because you got you had that delivery down when you started saying it to me once we I weren't recording. Going, told yep, you, that's the one. I've seen it so many times. That's, uh, she's, what is her name, Ruth? Um, I did not pull that up, so you're going to have to hit pause and look it up. <laughs> IMDB, that shit. Yeah, that, just her. Yeah, <laughs> look that up. Email us. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> that's... Uh, six pack Todd double feature at gmail.com. Which, by the way, gang, t shirts available, $8 plus shipping. Yeah, just let us know if you want one. Hit us up. Don't forget we'll tell to, you uh, how to do it. What an odd time to solicit your uh, your money and for you to leave us a good iTunes review. <laughs> but here we are. No, I, I love that. She's so she's full of so many beautifully crafted insults that if I remember, she could make another pick six just of insults. <laughs> yeah. She'd hit like number, she'd hit like our number three. 
set of pick six insults. It's great. My it's that miserable little bag of puke. Yeah, it's it's, it's horrible. What a visual. Um. Okay. So we yeah we have been. We have been skipping the... I love the stupidity of the failed pagan sacrifice scene. The disguises, the horribly white men, the horrible white men dancing, the attempted story retelling uh, to their captain the following day. It's so funny when they go back in and they're doing the dance. Zrebeck <laughs> <laughs> pulls that multicolored galaxy of uppers, downers, screamers, and laughers out yes. of his pocket. <laughs> Hay fever? <laughs> <laughs> also, wouldn't those have like dissolved in his pocket after? Being I would. In the... I never even put those two together. But now that you mention it, yeah, I'm pretty sure those may have either dissolved or clumped into that weird pill goo that yes. wet pills turn into. You're like, oh, I forgot I left some ibuprofen in my pocket from the day before, and then the jeans went into the pocket. Also, That's what uh, it was ibuprofen. Seventy it was totally milligrams ibuprofen. of Thorazine. Yeah, <laughs> it totally was ibuprofen. It wasn't anything other than ibuprofen. Uh, I'm gonna recast the lead. Oh, wait. Hold on. Let me say okay. one other no, no, thing. No, no, no. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, All right, man. What do you think pushed this movie over to PG-13, to be completely honest with you? Sort of the, the satanic sort of? No way. There's no way. I don't think so. I think it's Strebeck's favorite place to go grab a cup of coffee was the strip club, and all you had things covered uh, were... Uh, pasties? Little, yeah, pasties. Yep. I think that's what made it PG-13, because I don't think they dropped the F-bomb. And outside of uh, landlord lady saying, you know, jizz, jizz bucket, bucket <laughs> I'm thinking that's the only thing that would have made this PG-13. Huh. Maybe violence? They don't even hit anything when they shoot. Nothing gets shot. Did you notice that? I may have written it down somewhere else that I hopefully won't re-repeat. Why are you later. ruining this movie for me? No, but they, there's, I've never seen so much shooting and no one ever no gets bodies. shot. And no one gets <laughs> shot. It's something I noticed after he gets dis dis credited or loses his badge and everything right where does friday get a beat up mustang all of a sudden he just turns up there's this johnny utah moment <laughs> say sport are you using this car no what if they cross paths that would be funny they both went to the same law school did um did you did california offer driver's training as part of the educational curriculum or do you have to take it outside of school uh no it's offered in school in school did you see red asphalt or blood on the highway I remember seeing something of that. They nature. literally. Yeah, I took driver's training in horrible. Some yeah. I don't know if they show those now, but man, they showed them to us, and it's like th like this movie came out in 1990. Well, it came out in 87. You and, saw it in 1990, is what you're saying? Yeah, and okay. the the reference was to something that was old in 1987, and they were still showing me. They were the still, stuff from the 60s or 70s from. Or, yeah, yeah. This, well, they're horrible. Government, yeah. Driver's they're training movie, full movies. on real. They are disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I let up at least a few miles an hour on the gas pedal once I saw it. Really? Yeah. I just didn't pay just attention. Just said. Yeah. I just, I just don't drive like a Yahoo. Okay. So what were you saying? You wanted to, uh, you're going to recast? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think we're there. Yeah. Okay. You want to go first? Uh, yeah. I said I've spent too much time racking my brain and can't come up with anything. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I may have had something, but I, I just, I could not. So no, yeah. There's my selection. All right, you go. Okay, I've got a couple. I've got a couple different ways you could you could play it. If you keep Ackroyd, okay, because he does a good Joe Friday. He is a great Joe Friday. Yeah. If you keep uh, if you keep Dan Ackroyd, I would recast Strebeck with Bill Murray. Oh, that would be kind of funny. That would be that fun, right? It would be different. He could still play the womanizer. And I've always yeah. I've always thought that Tom Hanks could have been in Ghostbusters. Yeah. They're not a one-for-one one no. change-out. But, but they could work. Yeah. If you keep Tom Hanks as Strebeck, I would have Keith David be Friday. Because he's got that stern sort of... 
yeah, no bullshit sort of attitude that he always just has, you know, at, at baseline. That would be interesting. That would be uh, that would be the, interesting. The, he would be I'd like that strict straight I'd, man. I'd, I'd I'd watch it. I'd watch that. Yeah. Um, and then if you want to do it in a more modern time, Will Arnett and Jason Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing Will Arnett would play Joe Friday. Uh, he could either. Uh, it could go either way, man. I think it could go either way. I think the better casting would would have Will Arnett playing the st- the straight man. Have you seen Ozark? <sighs> yeah. Oh no, you're right. You're right. No, it could go either way. It could go either way. That is very much a coin toss. All right. So who who's playing Joe Friday? Bing. Yeah, I could totally see I, that. I think that could be. Okay. Be good. No, you you've won me over. I'd watch both versions. Well, good. Hmm. Do you have a similar or equal film? Uh, what did I put down here? Okay, I'm gonna go in two different. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in the direction of two television show to film adaptations. Okay, cool. I've got cool. Yeah. Great, 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 great. All right. I'd either recommend the A Team from 2010 or 21 Jump Street from 2012. Both were one hour dramas. Both took the series and interpreted it in a way that made the movie work. The A Team was like so over the top that it just it played for that over the top right right that feel at least as, especially when you're watching it you know as an eighties you know forty five minute drama yeah, yeah. as much eighties action as they could pack into that forty five minute episode uh-huh. I think Phil Lord and, and Christopher Miller really took a groundbreaking teen drama of uh, of Twenty One Jump Street and just really shifted it into a comedy and it just. It's kind of satirical. It's it's definitely over the top. Yeah, but it it really works on an '80s nostalgia with really good teen movie tropes. So I'd never, I know what Twenty One Jump Street was, the show with Johnny Depp, and was, I watched a little bit of it. I it never, it never really it. pulled me in. To I was go, too young. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I might actually have to go back and watch it now. Probably didn't age well. Um, it's my first guess. I I, I feel you on both of those because they both kind of satirize the source material. Mm-hmm. Those are, those are two really good picks. I went similar but different. Okay. Um, so similar I did, but different. There's so many buddy those cop are, movies. Those are not like the same. I don't think they tried to do a buddy cop thing here, but they kind of did. Kind of did, and they did. A, they did their nice little spin on it, which I I appreciate. It's two um, people partnered together that don't necessarily want to be partnered together. That yeah. Type of buddy cop. The the one I chose that I don't know that people. I don't think it was a big hit, and it's not an awesome movie, but it's running scared. God, it's been a long with, time. That's Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines. Gregory Hines, yeah. Um, which is cool because Billy Crystal, he's funny, but he it's a little more serious. Yes, because okay. he's a cop, kind of like it's kind of similar, right? Uh, thing. And then if you're going for, um, I guess it's kind of similar to what you did, um, a movie that's taken from TV and then made into a, a movie in, in a more modern time. I would go with the original 1991 Adams Family movie. Okay, because it kind of. Like yours, it yeah. kind of satirizes it a little bit. Um, it turns it a little more, a little funnier, a little, little more, funnier, a little, little, little naughtier, a little more yeah. adult. And it goes from like a '60s black and white to a you know a '90s colorized version. Yeah, no, that's good. I I, I think I think that works. Um, <laughs> okay, now what doesn't work? What did you put down? What this movie considers rap <laughs> is didn't age. No, that definitely that didn't age well. I don't even know if I put that. What you know? Does it hold up? I'm not even getting there yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, if I would, I may have written down that <laughs> the, the rap. It was bad five minutes after they recorded. <laughs> this has got a short shelf life, people. We got to get this to the theater now. <laughs> 
It's already spoiling. Did you uh, did you do any trivia on this? Actually, I know you did trivia. Oh no, I know I did trivia. But hold on, I got a list for what doesn't work. Oh Jesus! Okay, <laughs> yours just wrap. Mine's a little longer. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, the film tries to straddle between action and comedy and, and loses its balance several times in the process. It doesn't feel like a full-fledged action movie, which 21 Jump Street kind of does with its comedy. Okay. But it sometimes doesn't feel like a full-fledged comedy, like it's not funny enough. We kind of already discussed that, but that's sure. what I put down. Uh, it's either a, sometimes a failure of a comedy where uh, it's more of a pencil drawing of a farcical satirical comedy. And it needs to be more loud and lavish, like oil-based painting. Uh, these lines need to be thicker. And I see I need what you're saying. Now. It it tries to be zany comedy at times, and then it tries to be kind of smart, witty comedy. Right. Okay. Um, and I said, or it's not enough of an action film where not one person appears to have been shot in the entire film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's firing guns with no consequences because everyone knows that there's blanks. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It just there's no sense of danger with the firing of the guns. It's just it feels that felt very '80s TV action where it's a bunch of shooting, yep. but nothing's really hitting anything other than structures in the background. I wonder if there were and they had to pull back on it. Yeah, that would have been if that's true. I want to see that cut. Just <laughs> the peck I, and I paw. Want see, I want to see the peck and paw cut <laughs> of Dragnet Tarantino. Yeah. Uh, the kind of good actually. I put down here. We already talked about the opening and closing music. I, what I put down here, I said uh, it should have stayed completely true to the original series rather than torturing its viewers with the horrible "You got your chocolate in my peanut butter wrap" rock song. <laughs> <laughs> you got your peanut butter in my chocolate. Yeah, but this rap rock sometimes will work. This one doesn't. There's either too much chocolate or there's too much peanut butter. Like, I wonder if it was. Ah oh, man, they're good really and edgy trying. music at the time. Like, was it? I I was I was seven when it came out, and I don't. I was twelve, going on thirteen. Probably not. Neither of us are I like pr- yeah. rap guys. No. Though. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that neither the rap guys. <laughs> neither, go, man, have you heard that new? <laughs> neither's Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> right. Uh, the scene where the Virgin Connie Swale and Joe Friday drive <laughs> up onto the hillside next to the Hollywood sign it feels incredibly forced. Uh, yeah, also, that, love, that love story was dumb. Yeah. Also, due to light po- light pollution, I don't think you should be able to see any stars at that location. Yeah, not in L.A. No. You, if you if there wasn't any light pollution, there would be regular pollution called smog <laughs> that you still couldn't see the stars. Uh, the pagan ritual seems oddly placed at the end of the first act, where it feels like that should have been towards the end of the film. Just that buildup, it feels weird, like this should be later, and instead it's like the first 30 to 40 minutes is where it happens. Yeah, yeah. But how would you have met Connie, the Virgin Uh, Connie? No, no, you're right. It's just that whole ceremony just seems like, hey, we rescued her, and now it's we still got another hour to go. (laughs) What what next? Yeah. I've changed my thought Uh since watching this movie again, but this is what I wrote down at first. And while he plays an excellent Joe Friday, uh, I have a bit of a struggle with him as Joe Friday, only because he's playing it so dry and on the nose. Okay. That Jack Webb, it, that was just Jack Webb. Yeah, yeah. You know, yep. and I feel like he's doing just a cardboard cutout of an impre- an impersonation of Jack Webb. See, I like that, but it's not bad. It, that was just me being nitpicky. Sure, kind of. Okay. I, sometimes I feel like it wears out its welcome, depending on the scene. See, for me, me. it keeps it. For me, really? it's, it's it the holds, constant. It, it, it keeps it. It's the glue. Yeah. Okay. Keeps it grounded. 
Because while everything, for me, the point of it is everything in the world has changed except him. The family of Fridays. He's a a relic. Yeah. Yeah. Who apparently was raised by his uncle because I'm sure his mother and father had no... Yeah, that's I wonder. Um, I wonder if he's the bastard child of... His parents were like swinging. Yeah. His parents were like swinging hippies (laughs) and they just abandoned him and... No, it's cool, Joe. Go live with your uncle, Joe. We named you after him and stuff. Yeah, man. And then they're off Groovy. at a goat farm. <laughs> Where did they get an F fourteen? How does does the city of Los Angeles have an F fourteen? Oh yeah, you didn't know on standby right now. Yeah, that's, I, all I have to do is make a call. That part was a little dumb. I thought they're they're not going to. No one is going to give you an F fifteen to chase down a minister. Pull over. Yeah, that was stupid too. That uh, yeah. you down and there wasn't there a light on top of it like a police light that's possible i yeah that was that was dumb um, was it funny for the moment but now dumb or just dumb no i always thought that was kind of like dumb yeah yeah it's dumb does it okay still, does it still hold up well now oh now it's trivia now it's yeah, trivia yeah. i know you're getting excited and you want to get to the burbs but we have some more no yeah, i want to I, I want to hear trivia all right uh the famous catchphrase uh just the facts mm-hmm. was never actually said by jack webb or Joe Friday. Really? Yeah. It was said by Stan Freeberg in the radio parody in the series, but that was it. Joe Friday never said just the facts, ma'am. Cool. I mean, that's that's what that's what IMDb said, so it must be true. That's a uh, what's that called? The Mandela effect. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh the photograph of Captain Gannon, Cannon's wife on his desk is actually uh the same photograph that Colonel Potter had in MASH. I, I know. I figured that. you that's actually knew wife. that. UK cinema and video versions were cut by fourteen seconds. Uh, to remove shots of the nunchuck during the fighting scene, since these are strictly outlawed at the time. <laughs> so when Joe Friday is attacked by the street gang and the nunchucks, they cut it by 14 seconds, so no one saw the nunchucks. They were like, "No, no, no, we don't want to show anybody using." We nunchucks. don't want to use. We don't want to show criminals using right. legal weaponry. Exactly. Well, did you know that this film was directed and co-written by Tom Mankiewicz, which we talked about? He is also the screenwriter of three Bond films. Okay, which ones? Which Live and Let Die, The Man with the Golden Gun, and Diamonds Are Forever. He wrote all of those. Very cool. I, I yeah, kind of feel... I totally forgot that until I put that down again. I'm like, yeah, he was okay. he did three. He was an American that did three Bond films. Good and for the, him. Yeah, good for him. Uh, Detective Strebeck's uh, television w- watch was real. Really? Seiko invented it in 83. It had a black and white display and a separate battery pack and tuner about the size of a Walkman. So most likely he had something else on his hip Cool. when he had it. <laughs> uh, I won't go into full details, but Joe Friday's quote about the dress code is real. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty accurate. He specifies act, clean the, shirt. Yeah, can you do it by heart? Specifies clean shirt. That's <sighs> good. Press trousers. So no, no. Yeah. Um, and I did, but all the dots and points or mm-hmm. or whatever were that's impressive. That, yeah, that, that he, is impressive that he pulled that. Ackroyd's an odd bird, man. Like he has a collection of he's a cop kind of junkie. Mm-hmm. He has a collection of police badges and shit. He was huge, huge Jack uh, Jack Webb fan. Yeah, there are two movies. There's probably three, but I have two clips of him doing a Jack Webb impersonation. The car's got a lot of pickup. It's got a cop motor, a 440 cubic inch plant. It's got cop tires, cop suspension, cop shocks. It's a model made before catalytic converters, so it'll run good on regular gas. What do you say? Is it the new Bluesmobile or what? Fix the cigarette lighter. Go through the Gozerian! 
Good evening. As a duly designated representative of the city, county, and state of New York, I order you to cease any and all supernatural activity and return forthwith to your place of origin or to the nearest convenient parallel dimension. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. <laughs> Odd fact, um, people probably know, Belushi was actually supposed to play Vinkman. So he was basically interacting with Belushi both yeah. times there. That would have been that would have been interesting. It's a, it's unfortunate that Belushi was dead. It, it is, but, but I'm Bill glad Murray. Bill Murray. It's, yeah. it's Bill Murray. It's Bill Murray. Yeah. yeah. So Blues Brothers, the first one there. I never Ghostbusters. Yeah, I never thought either. He was doing a Jack. There was, that's, there that's was interesting. There was three examples that they gave. They said there were more, but these were three specific examples. I had the opportunity to find two of the three. The third one was from uh, Spielberg's failed uh, war comedy that he did. Um, in 79, the, um, where he parodied himself with Jaws. The, oh, 1941. 1941, thank you. 1941. Where there's a blip where he talks about the uh, anti-aircraft gun, mm-hmm. and he goes off on a, you know, maybe in 10 second spiel where he kind of does it Jack, Jack Webb style. Okay. But that's the... Wow, re- now that you <laughs> point that out, man, that's... I'm the, uh, anytime, he, anytime he's in something, you're going to go, hmm, I wonder. He's doing his Jack Webb. Yeah. Huh, Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see here. When Joe Friday is doing his opening narration as he sits down at his desk, he says, my partner is Frank Smith. Frank Smith was Friday's original partner in the 1950s radio drama. Okay. And then lastly, I have one casting alternative, which totally, for one character, not going to be, uh, Dan Aykroyd's Joe Friday. So that's... Was it Strebeck? It was Strebeck. Who was it? Albert Brooks. Uh. Was offered the part. He's definitely not the womanizer. I love Albert Brooks, but that then would, that not, would have not have worked. No, no, he's too. I mean, it was kind of funny watching Hanks being the, you know, loose cannon. Yeah, loose sort of cannon dude. Yeah. dude. But it definitely wouldn't work with with Albert Brooks. No, no, he would have been a better Friday. Yeah, and even and then, a, I still wouldn't have wanted to. Yeah, even then, I was like, I, I'm changing the channel. That's what it would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> Does it still hold up for you? Uh, in many ways, yes. I'm like the strange chemistry pairing between the polar opposites of uh, Streetbeck and Friday. They still work. Yeah, you know, uh, I love the cameos and the small performances. I love Dabney Coleman's lisping Jerry Caesar, <laughs> uh, Christopher Plummer as the uh, puritanical and hypocritical Reverend. Uh, I think Reverend Jonathan Worley. Yeah, um, we're keeping serious. Uh, we're keeping serious continuity by casting Harry Morgan. I like. Yeah, that, that was they great. Did that. Yeah. Uh, even though he was the only a part of Dragnet in the latest television version, correct? I never watched I, Dragnet. I, I just, think so. I think that was. I don't think he was a part of Dragnet until it was late '60s when they okay. revamped it. Um, and the I went to school of overacting Jack O'Halloran as uh, Emil Muzz, <laughs> the uh, Emil Emil or Emil. I'm like it's pronounced three different times in that movie. If you if you pay attention, you're I'm in like, charge I ne- here, Emil. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know how you pronounce the name his, anyway. his name yeah 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 it, it holds up for me it's it's another one of those like I think a lot of the movies that we talk about it's just a personal nostalgia I grew up watching it right um I don't think a lot of people did maybe they do I don't know let us know shout us out give us a shout Facebook Instagram email it's a Sunday afternoon movie yeah definitely um, or a Friday night if I'm if if Jamie's not here because it's you know it's not one that Honey, let's. <laughs> it's been a long week. Let's watch Dragnet. But it's one of those, if you know, definitely if it's. That when Jamie goes, all right, I'll be in the other room. Yeah, I'll just be uh, across town having fun with people or whatever. <laughs> um, in an age where 
it was still possible if this was like on TV and I came across it, I would watch it. Yeah. I would just, okay. I would, wherever I picked up, I would, I would have it on and I would watch it. I don't think I was at the right age when I first saw Dragnet. I mm. think that's the reason why it doesn't. When did you first see it? Oh, 20s. Probably. Oh, okay. okay. I don't think I was young enough. I think if I had seen this at the same time, like we mentioned before, when I, when I saw it, like Spaceballs, the same year, you know, I think I would have liked it more. I think that it would have been a, a more okay. nostalgic throwback, and I really would have enjoyed it. But as strange as it seems, the film has kind of grown on me. Even after digging through like YouTube and trying to find clips, I found myself wanting to watch the film again. So who knows where I'll land on this movie in like in five years? But you know, it paid, this movie paid the way for like Hollywood to take advantage of TV shows. Well, yeah, the television intellectual property, you know, the IPs, just sitting there quietly, you know. In their imagination warehouse, just just waiting. I, I'm sitting over here. You can remake me into a movie, you know. Yeah, yeah. Dragnet definitely. Huh. It's it's not one of the funniest action comedies nope. I've seen. You know, for example, you know, go to like Beverly Hills Cop or Hot Fuzz, or maybe even True Lies. Those are funny and very action yeah, based. Yeah. But you know, it, it relies a little too much on comedy, and the action feels more like primetime television comedy in the '80s. It definitely has more hits than misses after watching it a second or third time. It's, yeah, it's better than I thought it was going to be when I really thought about it. It's pretty similar to what I said. It it runs a bit long, but I don't I don't really know where I would cut because yeah, it's one of those. It's hard. I, I kind it's hard to be objective for me when I look at it because I I just I like it as a as a whole product. You kind of mentioned it. It doesn't quite blend action and comedy as well as some other movies. Yeah, did. and I actually mentioned Beverly Hills Cop because it's not nearly as outrageously funny as Beverly Hills Cop. Right, and it's action is not as good either but there's some serious shit in beverly hills cop it's, that you yeah. don't get in dragnet no at all at all but like i That's, said it's, it's a it's a hard line to like stay straddle, on yeah, yeah straddle yeah like, like police academy's yeah. never got like actiony no there was some goofy no it was comedy shit. yeah it was just comedy but cop, just, cop movies were big in the 80s yeah and maybe, maybe they always have been i don't know um they like definitely said, have a resurgence in the 80s for buddy comedies yeah yeah buddy cop comedies it's action um, comedies it's like I said, it's always been a Sunday afternoon movie, and that's the fact. Just the fact. Dragnet. All Tom Hanks wanted was a quiet vacation at home. This is what I need, Carol. I, I need this. Welcome to Mayfield Place. A typical street in the burbs. Morning, Walter! Where nothing much ever happened. Walter's dog just took a dump on Rumsfield's lawn again. Until the Klopex moved in. Klopex? Klopex. Klopex. No one goes in, no one comes out. Neighbors from hell. It was a nice place to live. He said he thinks the Klopex are evil incarnate. Well, you're much too smart to fall for that, aren't you, honey? But now... Carol! You wouldn't want to visit there. Ray, this is Walter. No! The Burbs. I'm going over the fence, and I'm not coming back till I find a dead body. Ray, do you want him to take your family, kidnap them, tear their livers out, and make some kind of satanic pate? We found Walter! We got a real problem. I hit the gas line, I'd run! God, I love this street. Tom Hanks. I think we are overreacting. No. The Burbs. It's one hell of a neighborhood. Hey, honey. I think we should move. Welcome into the second half, gang. 
Yeah. <laughs> I can't open the mic. Every time I'm, 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 I have pressure on, built on me to make sure I get a good sound. You bump the I microphone. I bump the microphone. Like it's your first day. I don't know how to open these bottles. They're so horrible. We didn't talk about what we were drinking before. We didn't. Because um, I thought of my joke after. <laughs> I thought of mine after, too. There was no beer relevant, really, to the movie. And you couldn't figure... We couldn't... Neither of us could figure out what they drink in the Burbs, what he's no, drinking like, back there. Yeah. It, it was either a brand that didn't exist anymore, or it was just made for the movie. But you turned up with what beer today? Uh, I turned up with Budweiser's Reserve Copper Lager, because, you know, they're coppers. <laughs> Copper. Get it? I'm drinking... Silver Bullet. <laughs> Neither of us are measured up to the gold standard <laughs> in this podcast. We tried to have a, a good beer pairing, but lo and behold, there's not. And it's, it's I don't know. I guess you could drink it's something. It's your average Joe. Yeah. I see Ray Peterson drinking Coors. He should have crushed Coors cans when he got pissed when he was trying to take a nap. Wait, Ray Peterson or Tom Hanks? Because all Tom Hanks, oh, Hanks wanted. wants to do. <laughs> oh, they did that with... Uh, I wonder if that's in his contract, because they did that with A League of Their Own, too. No, they play, yeah. Did they? Wow. In the trailer, You know yeah. what? You may be right. Yeah, I don't know. They um, they did it in this, which I, it's stupid. Just call him Ray. Yeah. All Ray Peterson wanted. No, they wanted to play, because this was 89, so now Tom Hanks is starting to hit the stratosphere of, I'm Tom Hanks. Because he had done big. He had done big. He'd got an Oscar nomination. He's starting to do bigger movies. <laughs> did he get an Oscar nod for... Big? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That early? Okay. Yeah, that for him. it was a big step in the Keep, right quit direction. Saying, quit saying big or I'm going to make you leave. <laughs> go Tom Hanks or go home. That's right. That's what we say in this house. <laughs> go Tom Hanks or go home. Do you realize if you abbreviated his name, it would say thanks? <laughs> I think that says a lot about the man. Uh, Yeah, that's... Thank you, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Uh, for making this movie, because I don't think the Burbs would be as enjoyable without uh, Tom it, Hanks. That's he, why the trailer has to tell you that it's Tom Hanks. He is the rug of that movie. He really ties it together. He does. Um, the, typically, this is a this is an annual, at least once a year, watch for me. Easily. I usually watch it right around the beginning of summer. And the reason why is because okay. it takes place during the summer, and it kind of has that summertime feel to it. Yes, you could watch it during... October and Halloween and kind of spooky, but funny. And I do. But it's either for me, it's either the start or the end of summer. I don't know why. Just that's how that's how I roll. Well, we call this. We had to come up with a name when we published the podcast, and we landed on Clopec Media. You suggested <laughs> it, so yeah, we are in Clopec Studios. It's Clopec Media. Fair to uh, say, yeah. I'll I'll share a picture of it uh, when we when we do the episode. But um, a good friend of mine, um, Andrea Turner's husband. There's your shout out. Her husband, Corey, doesn't have a Facebook page, so I'm going to shout out Andrea. He, for uh, either birthday or Christmas, he made me the... What was the actual address? 669. 669. He made me... He did, he does custom woodworking, and he made me the... After it falls down to 666. He does the third yeah. knock or whatever, and um, then the third six falls over, and easily, nine turns into a six. It's yeah. easily one of the greatest gifts that someone has ever gotten me. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I love this movie. Um, and I can, we can either make this a longer second half or I can make this episode real quick. The plot of the movie, Joe Dante directs the perfect film. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening, gang. Yeah. <laughs> it's end credits. End. <laughs> oh, that's, a different, that's a different episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, 
how can you better do a Neighbors from Hell story? Oh, no, you can't. Not without full, being full-on serious and just... And I'm sure people yeah. have done oh, sure full-on serious, but it's kind of like Rear Window. It is, because they never really interact until towards the end. Yeah. Well, not the end, but there's one in, there's one true interaction. <laughs> I've never seen anybody beat the hell out of their trash like that. <laughs> I've never, I've never, I've never seen, seen that. I've never, never seen, seen that. <laughs> <laughs> we... You and I have been friends for 14 years, mm -hmm. and we have talked about this movie, I don't know how many times, and I, it's almost, I'm almost pissed that we've taken this long to get around to talking about yeah, it. Yeah, because it'll be, there'll be two movies that we really enjoy that we talk about a lot, and it'll be this one, and then later on this season will be Fletch. Yes, will be the other one Fletch. We, yeah. What does Ray Peterson do for a living? I don't know, but apparently it's stressful and he wants to stay at home. I think there's something that comes up in my trivia now that I'm uh, saying it. There was something that I read that a fan theory stated that he was he had been fired and he was not willing to tell his wife that is yet. It. Yep, that's is that what trivia. it is? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't remember where I came across that because I was really trying to avoid uh, trivia things. So, you know, I didn't spoil anything. Hard not to. Yeah. But there was that thought process or fan theory that um, that Ray Peterson had been fired or lost his job. In some way, shape, or form. And so this week vacation was the start of his unemployment. And he just couldn't I always come just... to terms and tell his wife. Because let's face it, she is not going to be happy about that. No. I mean... I always just assumed he had some sort of, like, high-pressure office job. Uh-huh. And he was, having, like, he was close to having, like, a nervous breakdown. He's definitely middle management. He is not more than middle management. W because his personality feels like he's never going to be able to elevate farther than yeah. middle management. He's never going to be able to fire, never going to be able to fire Willie the way no. Steve Harvey portrayed Willie being. <laughs> Willie! <laughs> Is the opening shot a model of a neighborhood because it kind of looks like that because the transition is really well done because at I first it looks like model. Cause if anybody who's watched the burbs, if you're, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched the burbs, well, I'm sorry. A lot of the things that we're going to talk about, you're not going to get, you really need to find a copy of the burbs yeah. and, and watch it. Cause yeah. number one, it's great. And number two, a lot of things we're going to reference, you're not going to know, but it's a universal picture. And, it incorporates the universal logo and the and earth one of the greatest openings pull in from space all the way down to somewhere in the midwest i've got it in here somewhere i think it's it ends up being like minnesota okay the way it, i figured it was minnesota wisconsin or illinois zone most likely you know it just it's another one of those roadhouse deals where if you look back behind the houses there are mountains yeah there are no well mountains. it's a universal lot yeah. so there's no mountains there, in Minnesota. I guarantee or, you that I, uh, I guarantee you like three blocks away is the Norman Bates is the house. city. Yeah, Norman Bates house in the city square from uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, where save the clock tower. <laughs> but uh, I don't think I ever noticed that. It, it, I think it was models before it somehow at some point shifts to the actual neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, kind of like but, Beetlejuice. Yeah, that's true. I never thought about in, it in the same in, in reverse. The same, yeah. Guess. I guess in reverse because Beetlejuice starts on the town and then ends up on the model, whereas this starts on the model and ends up on the town. Whoop, that was a little bit of a little rabbit hole. Sorry. <laughs> if you'd asked me how long this movie is, I would have told you ninety minutes. Yeah, it's not. It's uh, well, it's not far from it though. No. It's sh it's shorter than Dragnet. It's yeah. about an hour and forty. 
This is? Yeah. It's 101 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have, started I to, a, I started to plop, clock the, plop, plop, plop the time plop down. The, plop the clock tower. Yeah. I started to uh, put those down when I have the title just so I can reference to go, man, this ran long. This movie was 87 minutes long. Yeah. So it was either horrible or... <laughs> that's, that's my point. You, no. That's why I mentioned it here because normally, like you said, you mention it. Yeah. You don't feel it at all because this movie moves. It's just... No, it just... Perfectly paced, man. Uh-huh. Perfectly cast, really. I know that Dante did a couple other films before hitting. Well, I mean, between Gremlins and The Burbs, I know he's probably done a couple. I know he did Inner Space, and he may have done something in between those. In between Gremlins and The Burbs, he may have done one other f- film, possibly. Yeah. But did you notice the Gremlins serial placement in the? You mentioned that to me as we were talking uh, recently. And yeah. I, I I did not know. I it caught my eye and went ah. I'm pretty the sun sure... was eaten. Gremlins uh, cereal. There's a. I would I'm, think that by '89, that cereal probably wasn't being made anymore. Well, I do remember a Gremlin cereal because they took any chance, stupid to, movie that was popular, and turned it into a cereal. I am ninety percent certain <clears throat> that in the basement scene, um, when they're looking at the Book of the Dead or whatever, I'm fairly certain there's a Star Wars lunchbox. Okay. In the background. I I know, and I would have caught that. Is it sitting on top of the water heater? <laughs> I can't remember. I, it's it's just enough out of focus, and they don't stay on it long enough for you to see. But it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. No. And now you say I wrote down here. I was like, I wonder what it is that Ray Peterson did for a living that stressed him out so much that Carol felt that he needed to go to the lake for a week, <laughs> and the and the fact that the lake was stressful for him. Well, it's four hours on the on the tollway in holiday traffic to sit up there and wait for that neighbor with the enormous head, head to get drunk and fall down the stairs, stairs again. He's a hydrocephalic, and I don't think you should be making fun of him. <laughs> I always picture them going to the same place, the, the lake being the same place as uh, the lake in the great outdoors. That would be great. When they pick, when I, he talks about the neighbor with the enormous head, I always picture... It's in the same universe? Well, I picture the skunk guy. Okay. Six times? Sixty-six times. <laughs> you see old art running you make for shelter gotta love that no. movie um, I just love that how they transition from a peaceful morning to art's got a gun I mean what better way to do it man it's just there's no there's no fade it's, it's just do, art's got a gun do, 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 do crows eat out of bird feeders uh, crows are too big for the bird feeders she says <laughs> that's why I got the gun I'm gonna pick a few of them off yeah I thought they were scavengers like buzzards uh, I believe they are so I think most birds are Really? I mean... Is, hey, you guys eating? Hey, what are you guys eating in there? Are you guys eating in there? <laughs> I love how he, he he turns into the scavenger himself by just going through the f***ing fridge. Comes out with a pineapple? Yeah! Seriously. Hey, who I think keeps I put, a pineapple my, in their that's, fridge? That's what I put down here. I love how Art scrounges through the Peterson's fridge, eating two plates, grabs leftover ribs, and a pineapple. And then, of course, dips his fingers into the dog food. Dog he does a real dog food. But he keeps right on eating it. And then he's just like... And then he realized, oh, and then it just down keeps going. Slug of coffee. Yeah. Oh, man. You see those bastards? <laughs> those big bastards. <laughs> big bastards, too. <laughs> That's why I got the gun on. God, I love Art. Oh, he's, uh, he's the best. I would hate to have him as a neighbor, but he works so perfectly in this movie. <laughs> Here's a real easy question to answer. What doesn't work? Uh, Nothing. Nothing. I honestly can't answer that question. That's what I put down on this one because I'm sorry, but it's true. There's so at same obviously. Um, the clothes only mildly date the movie. It's pretty generic. Yeah, it's pretty generic. Um, what's her name? 
Um, what dates the movie? This was the last relevant movie that Corey Feldman was in, maybe. <laughs> maybe he was in. He did the voice for Donatello in the Ninja Turtles a year yeah, later. Yeah, but you only hear him. Um, there's no technology referenced other than technology that has existed, like the radios. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then that's that doesn't date a that, film, not to no, me. No, not walkie that, talkies those, don't date a those film. Those still exist. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a television. Okay. Yeah. That. Yeah. Some of the. So what? It's. It's four by three instead of now the stereotypical 16 by nine TV. I don't find that as, do they even talk on the telephone? Uh, That's, that would, that would feel more dated maybe. But the cars, the cars are old, but the cars are. But the cars are kind of classic. Yeah. One of them has a, a Jeep Cherokee, I think. I mean, really, can you, anything anybody wears in it is, is generic. Yeah. It's very. So it's barely dated. Yeah. Um, there's not any like pop culture references other than so, which actually brings me to a thing I have. No, nothing doesn't work. This movie is fires on all cylinders plus one. What I do like, if you notice, Joe Dante in his movie, he has a. All directors have like a trademark, a thing they do. Joe Dante will transition from a scene to another scene by jump cutting to a television. Oh, that's uses, right. I forgot he does use television. He uses a television a... to to transition. His other um, is um, Dante either has a serious love or a serious distaste for like American pop culture because he he lampoons it, mm-hmm. he uses it quite a bit and kind of skewers it, um, like with the TV and it's just sort of his what he's what he's trying to say about suburban society. Yeah, with this and he does it in, in all of his movies. It's more cartoonish the way he does it, right? But he's sort of like David Lynch in how he sees quote unquote polite society right normal people okay um david lynch takes it a little more sour and a little darker obviously no <laughs> no just a little bit um but it kind of he leaves the ear in the field that's what david lynch does <laughs> he joe dante definitely they both kind of raise that same eyebrow as to like this isn't not all beaver cleaver you know right that's that's the point I was i'm fairly to i'm pretty sure that i that the neighborhood that they shot this film in was used for decades on the back studio lot. I possibly think that the same neighborhood was used for um, Leave it to Beaver. Although the homes, I think, kind of changed. I'm almost certain they said that one of the homes was like, you know, Beaver's house. (laughs) You know? (laughs) One thing, it's not that it doesn't work. No. um, I know it doesn't work. I put down this here. I didn't put this under what doesn't work, but I thought this was kind of funny. I'm like, uh, it's kind of hard to cover up the smell of cigar smoke, especially someone you live with. Absolutely. And How can a, you hide? His wife doesn't know. Hey, Ray. <laughs> How does that? And on a humid night like that, too, it would just stick just to you. Just to stick to you. Yeah. yeah. You can't um, hide cigar smoke. It, you, can't, it's, you can't hide cigarette smoke, and you really can't hide cigar smoke. They're both really pungent. Po- pungent. I was going to say poignant, but that was not the word. <laughs> pungent is definitely you, the word. You mentioned that his wife doesn't know. That's, that's something that... It's oh, not that his wife knows. She just doesn't say anything. Well, it's not that it doesn't work for me, but they no. they sort of underuse Carrie Fisher. Yeah. She just comes... They just make her bitchy. They have to get rid of her, too, because he's got to be able to go on his final ex- 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 excavation <laughs> of the... <laughs> the backyard and then the uh I don't know maybe they, maybe it's not that they unused didn't use her to her full extent but cuz she he, is very two dimensional I never really thought about that yeah, but she, she is yeah I mean she think good. it was like star power because it was Carrie Fisher or by I then I think in 1989 she would take anything that uh she would cast her in because would she, she still have an issues she, or she I think she was on the other side of it 
by then. Of her serious stuff, yeah. I think she'd had her main overdose. She's not unused, but she's mis- misused. She's yeah. not used enough. Correct, yeah. Because she is you, funny. Yeah, she's funny. And she's still super cute in this movie. You know, she hasn't hit the later 90s. I'm not sure if I still have issues with my addictions still. I think she did, yeah. Yeah. But I think she, like I said, I think she'd had the main, the did, main big Did, did it ever seem weird? Now, now, I know we're jumping to the end, but did it seem weird? You cut your hair. Her hair was always short. It was, but I think... Was I it wonder, even shorter? I wonder if that was a reshoot. Oh, okay. To, I was wondering to that, too. I'm I like, was going to actually bring that up, too. You cut your hair. Noticed. <laughs> but down here, does Ricky ever paint anything on his house that entire week? <laughs> other than just dropping what the paint cans that are already open. Splatters everywhere. Splattered all over his speakers. Oh, tan lines. I have something here. Looks nice. Looks nice. Did you, did you catch that? Meatball. Did you catch that joke? Calling him a meatball? He was in one of the Meatball sequels. No. Yeah. I don't know if it had... Uh, no, I didn't catch that joke. I know he was, I don't, in, I know he was in Meatballs 4. I don't know if he was It went way over my head. Yeah. I didn't know there were sequels to Meatballs outside of like, oh, the they second get, one. Oh, they get like raunchy. Extra dirty compared yeah, to the first yeah. one. Sleazy. I've got written on my notes here, just out for some reason, I don't have any explanation. It says, I want to see that work print. And maybe my notes will show more later, but um, there's uh, evidently some work print of it that hopefully... I have more evidence to talk about what that oh, means, yeah? but um, if not, this you won't hear any of this. <laughs> very true. Um, uh, so my notes here. The and next Travis thing, is like a surgeon. The uh, <laughs> he will cut this out. I jumped around a bit on my notes here. The next thing I have is trivia. So here's, I, uh, here's trivia. Okay, <laughs> here's trivia. <laughs> I have written. Here. We were just talking about this off mic. Thank you for letting me do trivia on this. I, yeah, I, I knew I, you would. That's why I purposefully did that. Um, this movie turns thirty this year. Oh my god, that's another one. Um, the trailer, as we heard, has uh, quite a few deleted scenes. I don't think I caught that, but uh, once it's really ingrained in your mind, you're like, "That's not in it." Yeah, whatever um, it was that we were watching, can't remember what he says. That's now, not in this. It's it's a cut. That's scene. a cut scene. Um, if Queenie looks familiar, um, she is precious from Silence of the Lambs. No, yeah. I did not know that. I had to look that up, but um, <laughs> <laughs> something that um, a lot of people hate. Um, actors hate this was actually shot in sequence during the 1988 writer's strike really no I didn't know it was shot in sequence I didn't either uh, wow no a lot yeah cause well that makes the running gag joke of the garbage remains in the middle of the street throughout the film it, it kills me every time cars run over the garbage that yeah yeah hey garbage man garbage 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 man <laughs> That's a nice little... My Texas pay your salary, mister. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to pick this up because you are a garbage, garbage man. man. <laughs> um, was a douche in that. So due to the writer's strike, okay. a lot of the dialogue was improv. Oh. And, so anything that didn't necessarily well, work, they needed I don't, to... I don't quite know how... I'm mean, sure it's like any other union. Yeah. Once, once, if this is done by this point, you can use it. Yes. But you can't... You can't rewrite it. Correct. So, so you can... So the writer, Dana Olson, which is... What else he's done off the top of my head, but I had it listed here. But, uh... Yeah, a, you can't... A girl's name. Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> just like a guy named Shannon who punched me hard when I went to camp once. <laughs> Because I made fun of him because he had his name was Shannon. 
<laughs> That's Nathan Eddy, care hey. of Six Pack Double Feature, P.O. Box. <laughs> six, six, six pack. <laughs> Way. Six, six, Used nine. Used to be six, six, nine. <laughs> Mayfield Place. Yeah, you can't make, you cannot make changes to the script. So right. the only thing you can do is just ad lib it. Yeah, an improv. One of the, the one I wrote, just because it means so much to me, is the uh, Satan is our pal line. Okay. That was improv. Um, that guy, I forget his name, uh, Rick Ducommon. Okay. He, he, dude, how often I say that? I mean, we have it at the end of, that's the, the tag at the end of our thing. It's like, it's. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Before you jump in this, this was a question. I just wrote this down because I did not research it. And I figured if you did, okay. you would have researched it or you already knew off the top of your head, but it's curious. Can you name all of the films that are playing on the TV right before Ray has his nightmare? No, there's Exorcist. Um, okay. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Is it 2? Mm-hmm. Okay. I knew it was a Chainsaw Massacre. I just didn't know which one. The one where they're doing the, the naked the, lady sacrifice, I don't know what that one is. Yeah, okay. I didn't know either, and I I purposefully chose not to pull that up because okay. I was wondering if you knew or not. But it's, a, it's more Joe Dante making a character out yes. of the television. Um, and using the television to kind of set a tone for what's happening. Which and then that <laughs> There's shit- already enough going through his head. Art's already... Really gotten into him, and then it doesn't help that this is what I'm going to want. I can't yeah. find anything good to watch before I need to go to sleep. Which then that feeds into his nightmare dream. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, Murder by Death. Joe Dante thought that broadening the locations, taking them to a police station or the mall or anything, he thought it would kind of kill the. No, you have to have that claustrophobic. We're not leaving the neighborhood. Yeah, we're not leading. Does. We're not leading the cul-de-sac. Yeah. But, I mean, it has all different kinds of locations. You're at this house, you're at this house, or you're here, or whatever. No, it's true. I think, But it never... And that's another reason it doesn't age badly. Because no, they're I think only in the in wrong car. hands, this film would have been a colossal failure. Yeah, I think. they're only in a car once, and that's at the you know toward the end when she leaves to go to the lake. And then at the end, yeah. with all the cops and stuff. Yeah. Out, but. Oh, and uh, so we talked about where it's supposed to be set. According to IMDb, it's supposed to be set in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, it's Iowa. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's still Midwest, but it's a little yeah. farther... A little farther, I guess. I, you can't see the state lines when it moves in. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really drawn that way. Yeah, there is. I, um, I swear, I would have thought Illinois or uh, Wisconsin. There's a rosebud sled in the Clopex basement. What? Yeah. No, I never caught that. I didn't. I didn't. I, I guess rosebud was an actual, or maybe I don't know if it was a nod. Obviously, it was a nod to Citizen Kane, but I don't know if rosebud sleds were actually a thing, or if they just. They did that, but... Now, do you ever notice that Ray's eyes go straight to the hole where the bees came out when when Carol knocks on the door, when they all go in to visit themselves? Ray's eyes immediately go to the hole where the bees came out the first time when they were like, look, they're huh. like children. They're or, daring each other to ring the doorbell. They're daring each other to ring the doorbell. But when they all go together, ah, there go the goddamn brownies. <laughs> Um, but when he when she knocks on the door, his eyes immediately shut. I did like, notice dr- that. Like drop right to the hole where the bees came out. That's like, awesome. uh be careful how you knock on that door, Carol. The uh most of the actors didn't like the movie. Really? Critics hated it. That's, uh, but it was an well, instant that's hit. That's, that's unfortunate that they were a, all wrong. And it's a stone cold classic. And yes, it was. I confirmed it is the same street from Dragnet. I think it I've was. I've got in here too the trailer. I think it was Art's house is what it was. Okay. I think I remember I coming across that, but yeah. The uh, trailer does, you, you mentioned while we were off mic, it does use the music for Murder by Death. Yes. Oh, well, I mentioned earlier too, it's uh, originally intended as a spoof of Rear Window. <laughs> now, I never knew that. Never read but that. But when you think about yeah. it, it, it's, it plays right into it. That, yeah. That I'm not really going to interact with them, but it's the paranoia yeah. of making that everything up in your head. 
what you think you're seeing. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, this is why I want to see the work print. In the original work print, it's made clear that Ray was fired uh, and he hadn't told anyone yet. So he was, that's sort of why he's extra a little dour. On edge. Yeah, little, yeah, extra on edge. Wait, wait, good way to say it. Yeah, that's all my trivia. I don't, I always start strong and then I, I end. <laughs> <laughs> Something I did notice too, um, I, 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 it's just like Dragnet and a ton of other movies. I've easily seen this movie 30 times. Yeah. I would say I never yeah. picked up on the stupid on the nose, so damn big and bright and neon that you can't miss it joke that is the Mr. Rogers song, Won't You Be My Neighbor? <laughs> never. Not until this last viewing. Yeah. I was like, hey, wait, That's... I can't tell I can't tell anybody that I just realized this and now I'm telling all of you people. Like I was so upset with myself. I was like, you Like you didn't get that one? I'd never. No. I just was always just enamored by because it's such a beautiful way, After he, way yeah. to transition from that that nightmare hellscape yeah. to this because who doesn't again it's it's Dante using the TV to transition you he uses the TV to transition you into the nightmare and then back out yeah it just beautifully uses that television as a as a character and as a transition yeah. piece it's um is there anything that kind of grosses you out about this movie. There's one thing that just makes Rumsfeld go, being in the back of the trash truck. Oh, that is kind of gross, but I never really thought about it like that. Is the sound of Ray digging his fingers into the sardines, and you hear that gelatinous petroleum jelly? It makes my spine twist every time I hear it. Every time. The idea of actually eating a sardine makes me grosses me out. <laughs> Those are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of packing dust in here. <laughs> I just love how it's just like, I try to cut back. I'm trying to cut back. And that, like, who, who goes, just nods her head, like, go on. Yeah, you should have one. You should. You, be, you should be yeah, the first guy. You're the sacrificial lamb that has to eat the damn canned fish. Yeah, uh, just that look that Ray gives Carol right before he puts that sardine in his mouth, like, hate holy you. shit. I want to die every time I see it. Like that, his eyes just widen just that right amount, and he's just like sardine, pretzel, sardine. Um, do you have a favorite line? I have. I have a few favorite lines, and then we'll have some clips on scenes. Okay. I said clips because yes, there's more than one That's on fine. scenes. That's fine. Uh, your, I have you? several with favorite lines, and they go like this: In Southeast Asia, we call this type of thing bad karma. <laughs> That's always been, I think, my favorite line from the movie. Really? Completely. I don't know why. It's okay. just stupid, silly, funny. But it was just, it's towards the beginning of the film when that crap happens with uh, the bees and mm -hmm. come to run to water, boys. Run to water. <laughs> run to me. Run to yeah, water. Run to water. And they just say, ah, and jump. And then it's just that. And the fact that uh, the guy who, same guy, if you ever watch Patton, the music has a lot of the same elements when it when it uh, runs on um, when it shows uh, Rumsfeld because he's the war veteran. It's his theme. It's his theme. Yeah. That's Patton. Yeah. That -na 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 -na. that's that all came from Patton, and that was the, he. So he's basically plagiarizing himself on purpose that's in a funny. in a historically funny way. Right. Right. So, uh, but yeah, in Southeast Asia, we call this type of thing bad karma. Uh, I've never seen. I've never seen that. I've never seen anybody drive their garbage out, <laughs> garbage down to the street, and bang the hell out of it with a stick. 
I've never seen that <laughs> before. Uh, nobody knocks off an old man in my neighborhood and gets away with it. Uh, I hate cul-de-sacs. There's only one way out, and the people here are kind of weird. <laughs> that was Dick Miller's line. Yep. It was the garbage man. Uh, safety is my middle name. Ray goes, I thought your middle name was Lewis. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, hey, Mrs. Rumsfield, no tan lines. Looks nice. That kid next door is a meatball. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did not lock up on any. I'm, I'm gonna, okay. do, I'm gonna do my favorite lines. And All right, I want to get to your clips. And okay, you, this may be some years. I, it's in a weird, even in, in a movie that has obscure quotability. This is, I think, an obscure one, but it, it just makes me laugh. It's Rance Howard at the end. We've got a note from that old. <laughs> we've got a note from that old man that says you kidnapped his dog. We kidnapped his dog. After all of this, that's what pisses off Rance Howard's character. Is that they, <laughs> they're holding Queenie for ransom? He thinks. Um, and secondly, I'd like you to say this along with me. Okay. I want to kill, kill everyone. everyone. Satan, Satan is good. Satan, Satan is our pal. pal. And I think that dream sequence is really cool too. Just the how in a movie that's really surreal and cartoonish, it, even, it really dials it up, but it does it just right without it's being stupid. It's just it's Joe Dante, man. He's just he's this we, he did um his who ordered the blood phosphate or is that what who he the said? heck ordered the blood shake? <laughs> <laughs> um, his his segment in the eighty seven. It's me, Ray. It's me, Art. I'm just pretending to be Skip. Uh, his, his Joe Dante segment in the. 1987 Twilight Zone movie is really similar to the dream sequence. It just, it's. Oh, really? Yeah. It's been so long since I, I just watched, watched it like a year. Movie. I watched it around Halloween last year. It's really good. And you could e in instantly tell it's Joe Dante because the TV is a character and it's uh, an edict sort of on American culture and society and all that. Um, but those are, those are my favorite lines. What are your, what are your clips? Have you seen your father? I think he's in the basement with art. He's playing canasta or something. Honey? Ray? Art, you had a dream you were going to win the lottery and you blew $500. Oh, oh I can't believe you're still bringing that up. I had a dream a plane was going to crash, so you took the bus to Las Vegas. If I'd have been on the plane, it would have crashed. And it doesn't matter. This wasn't a dream. This was a vision. I'm telling you, these people are Satanists. As I sit here, they are Satanists. Look, look, the world is full of these kind of things. Look at this. Black masses, mutilations, mutilations. The incubus, the succubus. I'm telling you, Walter was a human sacrifice. You should have gone to the lake. I should have listened to Carol. I listen to your wife. Who listens to their wife? Listen, you got to listen to me. You know what the deal is? What we got to do is we got to go down to the religious supply store. We got to get ourselves a couple of gallons of holy water. My cousin Jerry's a priest. He can get us a deal. No, no. We got to then we got to go to the market. We got to get ourselves a couple of those big strings. You know they string that garlic. A couple big strings of garlic. We got to get ourselves some fresh lamb's blood. And then we got. Ray, do you want him to take your family, kidnap them, tear their livers out, and make some kind of satanic pate? Ray, you're chanting. Ray. Ray, look. Ray. Unconscious chanting. You're chanting. I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. Ray, Ray. You're chanting. Hey. Once they get in here, it's over, pal. I think you said it best. Who the f plays Canasta? <laughs> What is Canasta? I know it's a card game. <laughs> yeah. Something your grandparents would play, most oh, yeah. likely, oh, yeah. you know? Uh, I just... I, who... Okay. Uh, number one. Who do you think locked the door? 
Uh, Do you think art. it was Ray? Okay, uh, okay. Yeah. it was Art. Because it could have been Ray. I, it could have been Ray. That's that's my first favorite scene. I have we have a we have a total of three clips here. This is number one. But you know how your friend can sometimes get in your head, absolutely. You know, you yeah. know and just them sitting down, going through all that, all those Satanist books, Tobin Spirit Guide, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I I can understand why Ray had nightmares after going through all of this, and then he turns on the television in the night. He can't find anything good to watch that's not, you know, some form of horror movie. Right, right. Whether it's Exorcist, Exorcist, Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, and then or... some satanic, yeah, witch pate pate. <laughs> it's good on Triscuits. Hey Ray. Ray, we got a plan. Come on. We got a plan. Come on. We got... Oh. Sorry, boys. My husband's not feeling well. He has to stay in his room. Ooh, he was bad. Come on. Please, Carol, let him come out. Come on. He can't come out until he resembles the man that I married. Carol, we don't have Carol. that kind of time. Please let him come out. Come on. I think that I have given you my answer. What I like about that scene is how they... They've transported themselves back to 11-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's like two kids wanting to get their their friend to come out and play. Yeah. And that's that's why this, like, of those three clips, this is my absolute favorite. Because it's that that kid mentality. You're not a teenager yet. You want to go out and play. And to your friends... Their parents are nowhere to be found, but Ray's stuck here with his mom, Carol, and can't leave until he resembles the man that he's married, which is kind of gross when you look at it that way. weird, yeah. But just when he kicks his, like you said, did he kick his foot in the, yeah, yeah, he kicks his foot in the The driveway. The thing in in sitcoms in the 50s and 60s, yeah. (laughs) We don't have that kind of time. But what's funny is they these all these three scenes I didn't realize until I put them together that they're all sequential. So the third one goes like this. Right. Right. Oh, I'm only trying to take a nap. I'm only laying here with my eyes closed trying to get some goddamn sleep. Quiet, 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 quiet. I wouldn't wake if it wasn't important. I think we flushed him out. Okay. The Klopex. Rumsfeld and I, we flushed him out. Wow. Yeah. We wrote a note. We slipped it under the door. We rang the bell and then we ran. You did that? Yeah. Oh, see! Don't break any... I can't believe you... All I did was write, I know what you've done. That's all. I didn't sign it. Oh, I can't believe you stupid... Why didn't you... God! You gotta goose these people every once in a while. You gotta give them a little shot. Give them a little whack. Let them know that you're there. Jeez, good dog, Vince. Good dog. Go get it. Here's the Go thing, get it. Go. All right, see, they're going to think that I did it. Yeah, they are. Why? Because the old guy, he saw me write a note and put it underneath Walter's door, so now they're going to think that I did it! You wrote a note and put it under there? I didn't know that. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because we got him on the run now. Now they know that we know that they know that we know. Yes, it does matter. You did it, but they're going to suspect me! They're not going to suspect anybody. They're... Do you know what this is? It's a bone. It's a femur. It's a femur bone. 
A femur just happens to be a human thigh bone, right? Wait, how do you know that? Biology 101. I mean, look at the size of this thing. You think this came off a chicken or something? Where the hell did Vince get this? <laughs> he dug it up from underneath the fence. Ray, there's no doubt anymore. This is real. Your neighbors are murdering people. They're chopping them up. They're burying them in their backyard. Ray, this is Walter. No! That's like the only gimmicky thing. Yeah, they but they it was purposeful and it works. I was surprised they put it in the trailer, but it almost works in the trailer just because, hey, don't take this too seriously. We're having fun here. And um, just that push and pull out. Or yeah. the zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out. See, for me, that just, might be something that almost doesn't work because it's it, it pulls you out of the movie. Yeah, it does. Like, hey, even the crew and the cast and the director is in on this. It's a little fourth wally. Yeah. But I don't mind it. No, because it's the only time it happens. And you're exactly right. It lets you know that it's not not too serious. And like I said before in hmm. the previous stuff, and like you said in the uh, previous movie, it's got my favorite thing of Tom Hanks yelling when he's pissed off. <laughs> I'm only laying here with my eyes closed trying to get some goddamn sleep. <laughs> okay, so. Which one are you going to ask me now? Who would you recast? Okay. I have a couple. I have a recast. <laughs> this is like Dream Team kind of recast. Now, it's it was hard, but I think I was able to pull it off. Okay. I, I recast the three. I recast Rumsfeld, Art, and Ray. Same. Okay. Well, I have. Oh, yes, go. Okay. Um, as Ray Peterson. I, I cast Phil Hartman. Okay. You know, he could play the everyday kind of everyday wow, Joe, average Joe. That's good. Okay. We jump about two decades and we get art. We get Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> okay, yep. Nice. And um, just like with Phil Hartman, we have to go back to when they were alive with uh, Rumsfeld. I actually cast Arlie Aramie. <laughs> He did a good job of making kind of he he yeah. he was very self deprecating. I think he could he would have been able to pull that off if he had wanted to. You know, I think he, yeah, that'd you be know, interesting, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's my recasting. So I have a couple different. I, I I went about it a couple different ways. One just for fun, um, Ray Bill Murray. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Art I, Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> Rumsfeld. So we got a Harold Ramis. Uh, it's been it's been different. That's I don't know if I could. I I I would accept it, but I I have a hard time with Harold Ramis as the war veteran. He maybe not a. He just wouldn't have played if the you war would, veteran. Maybe as it would much. just be a different. He would have been just a different. It was a different character, sort of austere kind okay. of character. All right. Um. But yeah, like just transplant the Ghostbusters, uh, minus Ernie Hudson. <laughs> you um, don't want to have Ernie Hudson as Rumsfeld. The uh, another another one apart from my Ghostbusters remix there, um, Harrison Ford could have been funny. You could have had a nice little nod to Star Wars by making them. Who would you put him in? What as Ray? As Ray? Yeah. Okay. Um, that would have been, he would have been a good. He'd Rumsfeld been married too. to yeah. Leia. Okay. <laughs> um, 
And another uh, a possible Carol could have been Rita Wilson. Oh, that's she uh, would have played that's, it. She that's Hank's actual real yeah a real version wife. <laughs> she wouldn't have played it like bitchy like that. But she no, but it, she would have played she it concerned. Can played it concerned. Yeah, I think would have been cool. There's something wrong with um, my husband. We may need to go see a psychiatrist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then another one. It's it's also my magic wand. Is like, what if it was um, uh, what's his name? I can't peel. Key and Peel. Yeah, but uh, the guy. Yeah, that uh, guy. Jordan Peel. Jordan Peel. Uh, if you'd let him direct it, it would. It would have been like an all black like, cast. Because yeah. there's no black people. In is this movie. like? Is this the white version of Get Out? <laughs> Kinda. Not. Oh man. Holy crap. That could have been cool. Yeah, that would have been. There's no people of color in. That would have been heavy. Yeah. I mean, but it would maybe keep no. it lighter. Let it keep it a little bit lighter. But I, I think he. You say that was your magic wand kind of thing. Yeah, or but also it, oh, it could have been a fun recast. Okay. There's nothing that you can change. There's nothing that doesn't work here. So anything that you do to make it different would just be changing out parts just to see how it would play. That would be fun, you know. All right, this is my magic wand. Strange, strange as it may sound, <laughs> I wanted to see a sequel. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, Walk me <clears> like, through that. Okay, I kind of. Think about the, the the Peterson family. Thirty years later, um, you, they rent a house through Airbnb uh, for a week long vacation in the country. Uh, they discover that their neighbors are hillbilly serial killers. Okay, but this time Ray is like super invasive since he's proven himself, you know, thirty years earlier to uh, by you know I've exposed the Klopek, so I know what I'm looking for. You know, I know, I know, I know these people. I know this. And then I would just call the sequel The Cunts. <laughs> With that apostrophe at the front of it? No. Yeah. Apostrophe C. <laughs> he would, like, keep, like... So Carol would be doubting him, like, yeah, honey, anything. You remember, Carol? I was there thirty years ago. You remember? You remember? I did yeah. the thing. Wow, that's good, man. <laughs> that's my magic wand. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> um, we're gonna start a. We're gonna we're gonna do a Kickstarter for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, can you provide a um, early uh, a comparable, a comparable? I can. Of the same genre, um, not genre. To, not to keep um, banging on Dan Aykroyd, but nothing but trouble. I think we may have to review that at some time because it's been so long. You just have to find out what we're going to have to pair it with. It's yeah, it's similarly normal people thrust into this, this weird situation. Situation with these, they're not parent. Well, in, in nothing but trouble, they're kind of paranormal. Well, they're not paranormal, but normal people thrust into this situation where they have to interact with these. Mutant people, these weird freaks, satanic freak okay. kind of people, something like that. It's been a long, like I said, it's been probably since it came out. I mean, it's the first time, last time I saw it. Widely hated by pretty much everybody. I I just like it because it's a quirky, weird little movie. But right to me, they're similar in tone. Now, The Burbs is a far better movie, um, but it it's the same feel, kinda, kinda, kinda yeah. Um, that's, that's the only thing. I mean, if you want to go wicked serious, um, you could do rear window, obviously, <laughs> or you could do the Hills have eyes. Is that what you were going to say? No. Okay. This is funny. Cause I have two recommendations. The first one 
is if you want to stick with just comedy with Tom Hanks in the same zone, uh, I'd recommend The Money Pit. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You know, instead of making fun of the normalcy of living in the suburbs, here you're presented with the exaggerated version of home ownership. Mm -hmm. And you get, you know, screaming, angry Tom Hanks. Again, (laughs) the part when he falls through the floor into the rug. <laughs> just, Honey, I was down here so long. I was starting to hallucinate. I thought the Care Bears were here. <laughs> I love that movie. That was one of the ones so I good. grew up w- watching as a kid. Um, but here's the funny thing: as you talked about it and you brought it up in your trivia, I'm like, if you want a more serious recommendation, I'd go with Hitchcock's Rear Window. And I had no idea when I wrote that that this was kind of a play on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how funny! I'm like, here you're re- here you're relegated to Jimmy Stewart's apartment. Where he's constantly over-examining everything uh, he sees outside of his windows and whether or not he's he's right or he's losing his mind when he thinks that his neighbor from across the yard has killed his wife. So Rear window is one of them. What was Hans beating in the trash can? Hans? Yeah, Hans. Body parts in the bag. Do you think it was? No, because the trash was picked up the next day. It was just an overstuffed garbage bag. Just one of those. That he couldn't close the lid. Yeah. Just, one, just part of that rear window kind of effect where... You're looking. You're looking for something, so everything you see is something. There's a few other things that I really, I really enjoy about this movie. The when they're all at the house at the Klopek house, Rumsfeld, who chooses not to kind of join the group, mm-hmm. um, he gets confused with the painting. Yeah, because I'm confused with the painting, and I'm not sure if it's upside down or right side up when you look at it. Because is it like? Like it's someone a, it's, in, it's like a, being someone being operated it's on. A, you're, it's just a POV. The POV okay. of, the, of the patient being right. operated on. And so it could be one way or the other in some way. But I love sure. how he changes it, and then they change. Um, Werner, Werner, yeah, Werner changes back. it back. Goes this way. Yeah, and then his dumbass is sitting here peeling the wallpaper. Who does that? No, uh, Rumsfeld. <laughs> And then just pulls it up, and then does oh, oh shit! I realized what I just did. But the best part is is Klopek. What is that Slavic? No, <laughs> reach a nine on, on the tension scale there, eh, Rube? Is <laughs> another one of my favorite lines. Is was nine on the tension scale there, eh, Rube? <laughs> hey Pinocchio, where do you think you're going? I was eighteen months in the bush, Sonny. I could snap your neck in a heartbeat. <laughs> I think that line, not that one, but the Pinocchio one may have been ad-libbed. I'm not sure. Maybe both. I don't know. They never say why the Klopex have Walter's mail or why his wig is there. Yeah, they do. That he was looking after them while he was, well, he had been taken to the hospital. He was, they were collecting his mail. But I thought that I'm was I'm almost lie. certain no, they that say Rance that. Howard says that. No, they, they do say that, but I just assumed that was part of the lie to cover up. Maybe, I, th- I swear the, I thought Rance no had one, said something. The, that no, he says that. Why. Okay. He's, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Hell, tell hey, me do you think Rance was a plant? Do you think he knew no, 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 and was no, no. covering for them? That'd no, be a no. whole different that story. Would be, that would be. That would be interesting. Yeah, that could be like a fun, like Rogue One is Let's, a side story to start. Yeah, with. like a side story or no. uh, a tiny bit of a prequel of the the previous. But no uh, one they've they've been there for a month and no one sees them, and all of a sudden they, they ask him to. We never saw a movie van. It's funny. It was there. All sitting day. all day. I don't know. I I just assumed they were in snooping around in his house. Um, <laughs> and you mentioned earlier, did Ricky ever paint anything? Yeah, he painted the two fucking uh, uh, front porch posts. He painted, <laughs> he painted one red and he painted the one blue. The pizza dude's coming. He painted one red and one blue. And his house was white, so 
And inside was like a time travel when you see that door open and it looks like it's like 30 years prior. Like his parents either died or were on permanent vacation. Where, yeah, where were his parents? How old is he? Yeah. He's drinking beer. So he's he's still living with his parents. He's a deadbeat because he's got all of the the rocker friends <laughs> to show up. It's kind of I got to be I got to be at work in a half an hour. Oh man, the pizza dude! We're gonna go to Mickey D's, man. <laughs> Mickey D's? No, it's the best, man. The pizza dude's coming. That's how old this movie is. Is that it's thirty years old, and the fact that thirty years ago is when they started kind of calling it Mickey D's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, does it still hold up? Absolutely. I think you you look at this film in two different ways. Okay. You would look at this film in one way when you first see it, but you look at it in an entirely different point of view once you actually become a homeowner. Because <laughs> you've got neighbors. Right. You've got, <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah, yeah. are a neighbor. Yeah. Um, you've described weird-ass shit with your neighbor across the street thinking that you have a camera on their house. Next door, not across ne- the oh, street. Oh, next door. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a whole different... <laughs> Newsflash, yeah. for for the record, I don't. <laughs> we took that down a year ago. <laughs> yeah, they didn't do it. They never did anything. Nothing ever recorded. There was nothing. We recorded nothing because it was crap. It's a waste of hard drive space. Um, no, but it's just so super relatable now, especially now. We all know the weirdo who never like Moses Lawn or the family that you never, you never see coming or going. There's mm-hmm. someone that lives there, but you never see them. Yeah. Like, I have a neighbor. I see... Uh, the the husband that lives there, but you rarely ever see his wife or his kids. Like they're never outside, they're never playing in the yard, they're never right, doing right. anything. And it's kind of strange, you know. You you know the angry, you know, get the hell off my lawn guy. You know that. Mm-hmm. You know, got one of those. But in the past, you know, I I owned a home with my cousin. I swear that people probably misperceived us as like the gay couple that bought the house across the street. Sure, you know. <laughs> With the overgrown lawn, because you know either I was working and my cousin was lazy or something in in that <laughs> manner, you know it's these kind of normal neighborhood misinterpretations that brings this movie down to earth and places it on a more like paranormal level, like yeah, yeah. a paranor paranoia level, not paranormal, a paranoia level. I know what you meant. Yeah, but that's. It it holds up because of those reasons. No, I I agree. It it, it plays. It, it, paranoia is one of the most of your five or six senses. Of your five senses, smell is the most powerful. They say it's the most related to your uh, memory. I believe. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me as well. Of emotions, fear or paranoia. Paranoia, yeah. I think, is one of the most powerful. You're just, it's your overactive imagination. Well, it's just like it's like Hitchcock, yeah. which is why it's a, a thing of rear window. Like your your own imagination will run away with you and make you you know just like just like rear window and just like this. What is he beating in the trash can? Like your brain just immediately runs away with it, and it plays on that. That's really good. Um, yeah, it, it absolutely holds up for me. And if you've got if you don't have anything else, I'll, I'll, I'm going to run into these final thoughts. Yeah, we'll do that, too. <clears throat> we'll do that next, and uh, then maybe a chaser. I've mentioned it a couple of times this episode that Joe Dante seems to have some sort of an axe to grind with middle America, post-war prosperity, and the facades that people put up to kind of hide who they really are. And while he's still kind of an indie guy, he's, he's, more, he's more of a Roger Corman for the masses. His yeah, movie, well, movie... he started with Roger Corman too, correct? Uh, I think so. I places. think everybody did at some point. In that <laughs> in that era, a lot of people did, and I know that Dante did because I think Piranha or Piranha Two, no, Piranha Two was Cameron, but Piranha was a Corman picture. Yes, 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 it was. Yeah. Um, after he had a few quirks, like like 
like that. And you're going to disagree with me. I think Gremlins was not a misfire by any means, but the Burbs is Joe Dante's masterwork. Yeah, I agree. No, no, I don't disagree with you. I love Gremlins for what it is. Uh, I think that inner space is him being able to master good character development uh-huh. with really good visual effects. I haven't seen that in years. I need to go um, back. But I think that I think that the Burbs is his best film as well Absolutely. because he he really straddles that line between horror and comedy and knows where to pull back or yep. push forward with. Yeah. No, but it's not enough. Let's do it again. You know, I I, I totally see that. Yeah. I have loved this movie since the first day I saw it. I don't remember how old I was, but it's been it's been my friend since day one. Yeah, I can't um, remember the first time I saw it, but once I saw it for the first time, I was like, I love this movie. I need to, <laughs> I I want to watch it again. Kind of feel to it. It's just, it's just like you said. It's able to combine uh, humor, mystery, suspense, and healthy dose of creepy slash horror. Never gets old. It's a timeless little adventure, an experiment in paranoia. And I hope the Blu-ray has some more of the behind-the-scenes stuff or deleted scenes that my just normal standard DVD copy uh, doesn't It does. Have. And I've, I, I like to finish with, God, I love this street. <laughs> That's the Burbs uh, and Dragnet. Um, let's do a chaser real quick. Uh, do you want to hear my final thoughts or do you just want me to go f*** myself? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, that's okay cuz you kind of you kind of hit most of the notes that that I did, but I, this is my this is probably my favorite Tom Hanks movie. Mm-hmm. Uh comedic or not cuz he's he's a good dramatic actor and he's a good comedic actor and so I was going to make some joke, but yeah, you're right. He is. You couldn't hit that one, could you? I just didn't. I didn't to. know where the target was. <laughs> I was, was just going to be shooting. It was a moving target. Uh, no, Hanks is—he's perfectly portrayed as you know that that reigning everyman. Yep. You know, and he's pushed to his limits by his neighbors. You know, and so rather than simply just being a, a meddling prick like Art, you know, <laughs> what makes Hanks's performance so believable is that Ray is truly concerned about the disappearance of Walter. If he's not concerned about the disappearance of Walter, it doesn't work. And he's, so not, you, he's not in it. He's not in it to be in it. He's in it because he someone. Cares about, yeah, yeah, he cares about Walter. That's, okay. You know, his yeah, sincerity yeah. is what makes his performance amusing but honest. And so, but more than anything, I like this movie so much because Ray, Art, and Rumsfeld are like three neighborhood children. Yeah, yeah, grown up. Their antics are not far from how I played with my friends when I was growing up as a kid. They're supposed to be adults, but their behaviors are much more consistent with that of an 11-year-old who can't disconnect from playing make-believe long enough to sit down and have dinner with his family. (laughs) So after watching this movie, you'll probably never look at your neighbors the same way again. That's my final thoughts. I don't look at my neighbors. (laughs) You record them with, I your, do. I with record your camera. Them with video camera. <laughs> it's because you love the street. I love the street. God, I love the street. Um, so before we get to our chaser, a couple things. Hit us up, iTunes, or wherever you listen. Leave us a review. Leave us a, a, a five stars. Helps us out. Even four, but no lower than four. Yeah, don't go, don't go lower than four. Don't go lower than four. If you don't like it, just don't listen to it. You don't think it'd be yeah. a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. Um, we know we're amateurs. We don't do this for money. 
We do, we do this because we like doing it. We like drinking and talking about movies. Um, Instagram, we're there. Facebook, mm-hmm. we're there. What's the email address, Nathan? Sixpack.doublefeature at gmail.com. Actually, give me a second here. I'm going to check something here. And that's roundabout where you can send us chasers. Um, chasers, what those are. <clears throat> They're blind questions. Actually, the chasers go yeah. to lisa.sixpack at gmail.com. Correct. Good job. Um, you got that one right. I did. You got that. You got that right, buddy. <laughs> uh, Lisa gets those. We don't see them. The idea behind it is we would love to answer the questions live, but we just don't do this live. We don't. We we do it all live. Well, <laughs> recorded live. Nope. I am a robot. Uh, Lisa gets the questions, collates them, writes them out, and we don't see them ahead of time. The idea is, and we don't. We read them and answer them unedited for you here, so you can hear how long it takes Nathan to posit an answer. Or me, or me to wrestle with yeah. myself. Yeah, if you get to hear me in the previous episode struggle between what movie is the most overrated, it's my answer is not great. And uh, we've got plenty of questions from you guys, but keep them coming in. It's awesome. We love it. Yeah, we don't. We're not giving you an essay, but we'll give you a sentence or a paragraph depending on the question, I guess. Correct. Uh, T-shirts available through. Well, just hit us up. Yeah, hit us up email. on Facebook or hit us hit us up on Instagram. You can always message us sixpack.doublefeature at gmail.com. Um oh, we do have an email here. Oh, excellent. Would you like to know which workout routine really works? What? It says, Would you like to know which workout routine really works? Get the latest and greatest workout tips and start seeing Oh, a healthier you. Claim your six pack abs. I guess they don't know what we do <laughs> for a living. <laughs> I was really excited. Oh, that for a was. Oh, this did not go into the junk filter. I'm sorry. I got distracted. Uh, we'll be right back. I was like, I, I thought somebody was asking a legit question. I was like, why are you asking me about my. I don't work out. Look at this body. Do I look like I work out? <laughs> spam. Sweet Jesus. T shirts, oh. uh, all sizes, small all the way up to extra large. Maybe um, even two X. I think those fit me, but they're just short. We'll have to because I'm too tall. We'll have to do another run, but uh, eight dollars plus shipping. Let us know. So we have uh, some chasers. I know we do. That's a ton of chasers. Well, they're all envelopes that my wife typed them up, printed them, cut them, Ooh, put them in an envelope, and then butamis. sealed them. Mm-hmm. I think we may have spilled something on that one. I think you spilled something on that one because you're the only one that spills beer in here. Oh, geez. there's a lot in there's that. A ton one. in there. Sweet. Keep them coming, gang. Again, chasers go to lisa.sixpack at gmail.com. Oh, is this mine? Yes. All right. I'm going to go first since I've got mine out like a fortune cookie. Open up that fortune cookie again. <laughs> See if you get something good. <laughs> Give me something good. <sighs> I'm glad I don't have to answer this. Oh, great. It's already bad enough that I had to answer the Oprah hyped one. Thank God that one didn't have to come up again. It did. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's no, true. Okay. That was the one that came up again. Okay, all right. <clears throat> you going first? I'm going to ask you this question first. Oh shit! All right, gang, unedited. Remember that. And again, get your chasers to us. Lisa sixpack at gmail. I don't like this game. Dot com. <laughs> if you're was... too excited. All right. <laughs> I don't like how much you like this. I actually have an answer for this. Okay. Already. Well, that's that's what really bothers me. If it was guaranteed to be awesome. What TV show would you like to see reworked as a movie? That's guaranteed to be awesome. I always put that in my closets. An awesome guarantee. 
Um, oh man. Uh, Street Hawk. What the fuck is Street Hawk? <laughs> Street Hawk was the. Uh, hey, guess what? You know what? That Night Rider is pretty cool. Let's make uh-huh. one about a motorcycle instead. That okay. is like half a season that fails miserably that you loved as a kid but can't rewatch now. Um, when this episode finally comes out, I may actually uh, share a uh, a link to the show. Beautiful. To uh, yeah, that, I'm going to say Street Hawk because it's horrible. Okay. Uh, well, I had an, I had one, uh, but then you said Knight Rider, and I immediately said, "Yep, Knight Rider would be better than the <laughs> one I originally went with, which was Danger Mouse." Danger Mouse or Knight Rider? Those are my. If it was guaranteed to be awesome, what TV show would be reworked as a movie? What's my question? Oh. <clears throat> Stretch my hammies here. All right. This one's not as bad. This one is not as difficult to probably come up with. Okay. Because it's not a, like, you need a specific answer. But it's just how to answer. Biopics. Are they good, bad, or indifferent? I guess the easiest way to answer that would be indifferent based upon... That they're not real once they're filming something and well, how no, accurate it, it could be? Who Who is the biopic about? Yeah, because it does vary. Mm-hmm. Um, because Bohemian Rhapsody was amazing, but it was also a very skewed one way or the other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, regardless of, hey, we want to show Freddie Mercury's life, we don't necessarily want to show the really bad stuff. So right, right. Can we yeah. just kind of gloss over that a little? And, they, and then just my... to really capitalize on how awesome their music is instead? Sure, we can do that. Let's do that. One you of know? my favorite movies is Ed Wood, uh, the Tim Burton movie. That's That's pretty good because it really plays up how shitty a filmmaker he but was. But it, it glosses over yeah. and sensationalizes a lot of stuff. Because didn't he have... He had drug problems as well. Uh, he was alcohol. Something? Yeah. He okay. Was a, no, alcoholic. that's right. The drug problem was the Bella Lugosi. He yes. Was an yes. Okay. yes. And I'd love to see a biopic about Bella Lugosi. Um, that might be a fun pick six movies we would like to see. That don't That don't exist, exist. yet. Hmm. Kickstarter. Okay, gang. Um, one more time. Chasers to Lisa.sixpack at gmail.com we're gonna be scooting yeah we uh, <laughs> I've seen some uh, some troopers drop down outside and I think someone's trying to invade our country oh shit <laughs> Tommies <laughs> well yeah it's the 80s Damn. wait no it's not but uh, we perpetually kind of live in the 80 movies uh, yeah so we're, does we're that going... mean does that mean next week is Invasion USA and uh, Red Dawn. America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yes. I can't wait. Invasion USA and Red Dawn it is. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. All right, buddy. Um, you guys have... Go kick this week in the ass. Go kick it in the dick. I don't care. Make this Depends week your, on what it does to you, I guess. <laughs> make this week your bitch. Or buy, you know what? Buy it lunch. Kill it with kindness. Or maybe... Both. <laughs> maybe both. <laughs> Oh, jeez. All right. Have a good week, gang. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. 
This is Jesse Mock, an ex-motorcycle cop injured in the line of duty. Now a police troubleshooter. He's been recruited for a top-secret government mission to ride Streethawk, an all-terrain attack motorcycle designed to fight urban crime, capable of incredible speeds up to 300 miles an hour and immense firepower. Only one man, federal agent Norman Tuttle, knows Jesse Mock's true identity. The man, the machine, Streethawk. Hawk. <laughs> 